International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. The Next to Nothing Podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. Oh, hello, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, what's happening, hello. guys? How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. We we're just talking about uh, web hooks and macros and stuff that I still need to learn how to do. Seems complicated. <laughs> yes. Uh, we good to start the podcast? Yes, sir. All right. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, Rendishions. Hi, that's me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ren, how are you doing? I'm doing, to be dead honest, I'm doing solidly okay, but that's fine. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm having a good day right now. <laughs> so, awesome. so, yeah, seems good. And with us, our special guest this week, Worldly. Worldly, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Danny. Thank you for asking. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's been a long day, but uh, I'm excited <laughs> to get this started. So, Dude, I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> yes. So, Worldly, for the kind folks out there, tell them what you do and where they can find it. All right, guys. Like Danny said, my name is Worldly. Uh, I do a lot of variety streaming. I play a lot of different video games from Destiny 2 Competitive all the way to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild one-handed gameplay. So if you guys want to follow me on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash worldly with two Ys. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's instagram.com slash worldly official. <laughs> and on Twitter, it's uh, worldly one. And all of those have two Ys. So feel free to drop some drop some love in there. Oh, right on. <laughs> also, he does yeah. art streams. As a matter of fact, he's working on one of my overlays yes. right now. And uh, I'm yes, super I'm... stoked about it. I saw it and oh my God, it looks amazing. I'm unbelievably pumped. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, man. It's a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Ren. <laughs> I actually did a, like a more of a simpler one and I got her, I got her all done up and it looks nice. It's uh -huh. simpler. Um, but it's still it's still like the same same sort of effect you wanted. So I, I just need to convert it, and then I can send it to you and see what you like. Seems good. Like about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Oh man. So, I mean, do we just want to jump right into right into our topics? Sure, I don't mind. Yeah, we can go right. So, into it. not really a game, mm -hmm. but it is a free piece of software that Worldly told me about. I installed it. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Um, so I will let him describe all of the goodness. All right, guys. So 
recently I was having some severe issues with my computer and for like the last month. Okay. So I lost Adobe Premiere and a lot of Adobe programs off of my computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I was searching for alternatives and I found something called HitFilm Express. Basically what it is, is a, uh, they have a free version and a pro version. But the good thing about the free version is, in my experience, it's been super awesome when it comes to fan, uh, video video editing. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a lot of crashes or anything like that. Um, basically, it has unlimited audio and video tracks, as far as I could tell. Um, unlimited composite time, so your length, your vi- length of your video does not matter. Stuff like that. So if you're looking into a uh, video editor for starting out and you don't want to pay for those big old big old good <laughs> video editors mm-hmm. um Hit film express mimics uh adobe premiere quite a bit um okay your shortcuts your um your, the layout the way the importing works the keyframes stuff like that uh when you get into it it's very similar to adobe um premiere which mm. is the video video software for adobe or from adobe and uh if you <clears throat> if you pl- plan on getting into video editing, but you don't want to pay the money, start it with HitFilm. It's it's a super awesome program. There's no water watermarks when you're uh, converting files or when you're getting into uh, the encoding, I guess, at the end of your project. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I found that was kind of meh about it was that you couldn't really render it into a lot of different files. So I think right. the free version has four but you're not able to like say you throw a video in there you can't just rip the mp3 out of it you mm-hmm. can't just uh, rip the audio into an mp3 it only does video files um when rendering so but other than that i mean super awesome very mm-hmm. simple a, not as complicated as uh some of those bigger name ones and uh i think that was pretty much pretty much covers it but uh definitely a nice little beginner program for those of you and it's completely free you don't have to hit a bunch of gimmicks in order to get it for free. It's just mm-hmm. go to the website, download it. It's yeah. a pretty solid program, honestly. Yeah. What I what I can say is um, the install, you're right, was like super easy. I opened it right up um, and there wasn't like a bunch of bullshit. That was like right at the start. Um, just like some other technical stuff that for anyone that's looking for it. Um, the video formats that HitFlix supports, I'm sorry. Not Hitflix, HitFilm supports is MP4 H.264, which is that's the import and export. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the standard for YouTube. Um, it supports AVCHD import, mm-hmm. um, but that's only in the HitFilm Pro or Premium formats. Okay. Um, it has the QuickTime import, um, yeah. which you have to install QuickTime on your uh, Windows machine. That's an Apple proprietary software, so it doesn't automatically come. Uh, right. on a lot of windows machines um it supports avi m2t m2ts mts mxf uh dvc pro hd um dv hdv wmv video imports <gasps> <laughs> um and then the hitfilm pro also supports open exr apple pro res for mac gopro cineform for windows mm-hmm. um those are kind of like the technical things that that anyone who is looking into into getting a video uh, editor or knows anything about video editing probably wants to know. Um, especially code, you know, codecs and uh, formats are incredibly right. important. 
especially for uploading to certain websites because certain websites won't take different formats. Um, all those are pretty standard imports. The mm. AV uh, CHD is basically, uh, I'm trying to think if my Canon even exports anything differently. Right. Um, and so if, I, I want to say that most class 10 SD cards, that's what they take. Mm. Or that's what they export. That's what a lot of, uh, that's what a lot of cameras will um, export as. Ryan, do you know what your DSLR exports as? Uh, it exports as well. I have RAW, and then I have uh, PNG and JPG. Those those are essentially the only options. What about in video? In video, I haven't tested any of the video yet whatsoever. Okay, I, I've done literally nothing with the video. Um, but that being said, I was going to actually ask because I don't think we really did ask but did it have like proper uh gpu like acceleration because for example on one of my older running uh um what is it sony vegas ones that I used to run i actually couldn't run it because it wasn't compatible with my gpu and so like render times were upwards of like hours long for just like something basic and it was it was totally ridiculous in that regard so i would i would guess because i did and like i would render like eight or nine minute videos in like two or three minutes. Okay. So All right. yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, I, I would guess so. And like the, uh, when, when it comes up, right, it shows up as two windows. You have your, your mm -hmm. base video and then your, your actual composite. Right. And the only thing that I noticed, like when scrubbing through what that would slow it down is your hard drive speed. So if okay. you're running off of a, uh, HDD, mm -hmm. uh, usually 7,200 RPM, you're going to be seeing a little bit of, uh, little bit of slowdown because it can't quite pull large videos like say a 10 gig file that's only 30 seconds long right um it can't quite pull that fast enough to uh do that sort of thing but that's literally only limited by your um by your hard drive so yeah yeah exactly. i haven't found a whole lot of issues with it in terms okay. of actual render speed right on okay cool <clears throat> so you mentioned or i guess clarify was there a watermark on the on the export at all there was not. There is no watermark um, whatsoever. Hmm. Okay. And I don't think there ever will be. Um, but See, yeah, no watermark is great. No, <laughs> no watermark See, is that's, great. It was ugly. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome because um, there's a couple different free services that, and like one of the ones that we that I reviewed already, Filmora Nine, um, the free version. I mean, literally from like my chest down. Like the entire mm -hmm. lower third horizontally was a was a giant watermark that said made with, you know, Filmora yeah. nine. Right. Made with Camtasia Studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's actually that's actually a huge boon. I'm actually really excited to test this out and I'll I'll try to give more thoughts on it uh, at a later date. Um, because, yeah, if it's uh, if there's no watermark and it's not limiting the capacity, um I'm kind of curious to see what the difference would be necessarily from the free version, the express to the pro version. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things I really like about Premiere is like building bins and stuff like that. Basically having mm -hmm. subfolders and being able to make sub clips. Yeah. Um, being able to build that actual directory while you're working on it to really like mm -hmm. be able to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like a sub clip? In, you know, can you can you go through the timeline and put an endpoint outpoint and then 
make a sub clip or do you have to do yeah, like multiple yeah, yeah. Cuts? so like you can do like like i said it has the two windows the first one is your base video um mm-hmm. or whatever video you've clicked on from the directory and you can you can do it you just scroll through click the in and then uh, scroll to where you want it click the out and it literally you put your mouse over and it says do you want audio or video or both mm-hmm. so you can pull mm-hmm. just the audio you can pull just video you can pull the whole thing down um and like i said the, the layers the nice thing too is the uh the like video layers mm-hmm. uh they they will appear as you add more videos and add more layers so like i think i got up to like 12 layers and i was like okay well i don't think this is gonna end so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i don't think there's gonna be any any amount of layers i can't do so mm-hmm. um it was super nice to see that it's actually really cool that you can import like specific portions of it like for example one of the big things i always had an issue with when i started like editing a little bit is like it was just kind of that extra hassle to like actively go out and remove that little bit of video just for that particular portion whereas like being able to import and just be like i just want the audio of this like i could give two shits about the video on this whatsoever but the audio i really need so that's actually really cool i'm a big fan of that that's a big pog yeah um do you know of other software? So one big thing that I really, really like Adobe for is that everything plays well together. You know, you can import a Photoshop file into Premiere. You can um, take the audio file of a video uh, in Premiere, right-click it, open up that audio file for that video and clean it up in Audition and then save that in there. Is there any is there any uh, software that you know of that plays well with this, like in that way? Um, in that specific way, like literally just opening it directly out of the program, I mm. have never actually tested that in myself. I always, I guess, I always do the long way around, and I, I will render something, and then I'll just open it up in like Audacity or something. But because, mm-hmm. like, like as someone who you know can't afford that, the luxury mm-hmm. of having a lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of like all the adobe uh, programs mm-hmm. that's uh it's it's i kind of have to do all that work around stuff just yeah. to avoid it um i mean have you had any problems with like taking audio from this and putting it into uh, audacity and then like importing it back in or anything like that well that's the thing is um the the uh, yes technically the free version because you cannot render an mp3 on the mm. free version of hitfilm so mm-hmm. you can't just like rip the audio out of a video that way mm-hmm. so if you mm-hmm. want the audio um that way you would have to actually convert the video itself using a video file converter right unfortunately mm-hmm. i i, I kind of mentioned that earlier with the uh, not being able to uh convert it to mp3 mm-hmm. through that program and i i, I mm. think you can uh yeah you can rip just the audio with the pro version but uh but uh yeah no it's it it's not it's not specifically built in in the free version yeah so unfortunately that is that is a little bit of a downside Mm -hmm. um okay um i'm just looking at the website right now to see how much is the pro version like is it like a subscription base or is it actually I, just a flat price do you know i pretty sure it's a flat price but uh mm-hmm. i haven't actually really looked at into the uh the pro version gotcha, so gotcha. 
what I'm looking at right now, hit Film Studio. Arm yourself with a powerful pack of professional video software, Hit Film Studio. Edit the and composite with Hit Film Pro or scale up any editor you want with Ignite Pro plugins. Uh, want to make big moves in complex animations? Try out our uh, motion capture software, Action Pro. So this is a bit of a software bundle with a bunch of stuff. Um, that's $497 American, $497. Uh, Hit Film Pro 13, professional video editing, VFX, and 3D software all rolled into one. Hit Film Pro's uh, latest releases give you Foundry 3D's Camera tracker, powerful laying, uh, locking, and new effects for editors, visual effects, and motion graphics artists. That's uh, basically $300 American. Um, let me go back here. Yeah, because like I, I noticed HitFilm actually gets a lot into like stuff that you could do in After Effects in the Pro mm -hmm. version. So it kind of becomes that all-in-one, I think, once you get into the Pro version. Okay. Where you don't have to, you don't really have to um, swap between them. Maybe with some audio stuff. Maybe if you wanted to do some real, real weird stuff with the audio. But uh, mm -hmm. but I was just I was looking at it because when you open up the program, it shows you a whole bunch of tutorials of stuff in the mm -hmm. program yeah. itself, and like clearly they've 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 marketed it nicely, and it's nice and clean. It's a it's like a uh, it's a darker darker program, so it's not as yeah. hard on the eyes. Well, at least that's what we think anyways. Um, <laughs> well, apparently, apparently white backgrounds with black text is supposed to be easier on your eyes, but I doubt it. I, I don't heck, believe I it. Say I, heck that. I say I, heck that, guys. I think the problem is mostly the blue light that comes off of it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, oh, so, man. I mean, it seems like it. Let me also just kind of get into um right someone's on a someone's on a budget they want to start creating videos but you know there there's a requisite cost to to anything um and one of those requisite costs is making sure that you have hardware that can handle the stuff mm -hmm. so if you're on mac it's a mac os 10.14 mojave i'm sorry let me just do this os x 10.12 sierra or higher I think will be sufficient enough. Microsoft Windows 10, 64-bit, or Windows 8, 64-bit. Um, for activation, you need an internet connection, which isn't a huge barrier to entry for, I mean, you go to, a, if you're like a traveling, you know, if you're a traveling filmmaker or a YouTuber, you know, talking about their tiny van uh, build, <laughs> <laughs> you, you oh. stop somewhere. You stop somewhere, borrow some Wi-Fi, and activate it, you, and then you go ahead. You just be like me and have a mobile router in your trailer, living in the middle of nowhere, and you stream from it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you need a fourth-generation Intel Core processor or AMD equivalent. Uh, you need four gigs of RAM, which is recommended. The graphics card that they recommend is an NVIDIA G4600 Kepler series, an AMD R5 250, or an Intel HD Graphics 5000 GT3. Uh, with a video memory of one gig minimum, uh, two gigs or more required for 4K UHD editing. Uh, so those are the minimum requirements for uh, HitFilm Express. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, I that's, mean, if, if, if yeah, you so were basically up... your mom's laptop could run it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna do 4K editing. I would not ever recommend two gigs of VRAM ever. That seems yeah. so minuscule. Like that that's gonna take you all night to maybe render like a video. Maybe. Like hopefully. Yeah. So I'm I'm doubting that one. But uh, I could definitely see those as like minimum specs for sure. 
I don't know. When I think of like video editors, a lot of them don't really have an issue running. Like that's never really like the core issue. It's just a matter of yeah. render times. And render times can vary mm -hmm. between all of them. And, and the quality of video too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, I mean, the worst part that's going to be a the, the the worst part you're going to see performance in is scrubbing. If you're scrubbing through your timeline and you don't have a great system, yeah, the the scrubbing is not going to be great. Um, that's a big thing. Um, I was actually just talking to somebody about a program that he's a part of, uh, and this is just kind of like an anecdote. And he's uh, he's a video um, student. He's a film student, essentially. Uh, and the program, they're like, well, we can get like this camera that like does 4K. This is like one of the greatest cameras on the, um, you know, on the market. Or, you know, for our price range, da 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 da. And he's like, what's the point of having a 4K camera? if the computers that we have and that we're editing on can't display 4k nor can they yeah. handle 4k footage so that's one of those things it's like if you're really 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 working with 4k mm -hmm. um you probably yeah. need to upgrade everything yeah <laughs> exactly i mean at that point if you're really working with 4k like you're obviously not even probably considering this you're probably considering something mm -hmm. like premiere for all of like the features if you're doing 4k yeah. editing you're probably getting paid to do 4k editing that would be heavily my assumption because that is not like an easy that's not like just a simple barrier to entry of like oh two gigs of vram will definitely cover it that's not <laughs> that's how yeah. you kill a computer trying to like render constantly using something like that um yeah. but yeah that being said like for most people especially for youtubers it's really standard to upload in like uh 1080p like that tends to be like the max mm -hmm. when it comes to that sort of thing that's not really super crazy you could probably bust that out um still gotta take a while don't get me wrong if you're doing it with minimum specs it's obviously gonna take a while but most people yeah. easily meet those like that's not really that big of an issue i think I want to say that, like, the standard on most computers is around, like, 4 gigs of VRAM. I could be wrong, mm -hmm. but, so. like, yeah, and that's just for, like, a standard computer. At that point, like, anything higher than that's obviously going to help out a ton. I, for example, have a GTX 1070, so, like, whenever I do video editing and I have the ability to, like, actually do it with my GPU, it takes, like, no time at all. I, I render, like, something that's 30 minutes long and, like, not even, like, five. Like, it's nothing so crazy. Yeah. Just real quick, when when Rand was oh, I saw that. Don't worry. Card. Oh, well, <laughs> I no, saw it's, that. It's for the people who listen on Spotify. <laughs> Worldly kind of put up his hands and in, in style. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's got a ten seventy. <laughs> oh, I'm still running a nine seventy. Oh man, I I don't want to say what my graphics card is. <laughs> <laughs> my whole rig needs an update. <laughs> oh man. Um. So, any other thoughts on on HitFilm at all? It's definitely like a good intro sure. thing for sure. Yeah, my bad. I'll, but I, yeah, I will. Um, I will spend some time with it here in the coming weeks, and um, at a later date, I will give a full uh, comparison to Filmora Nine, which is not a very hard <laughs> high bar to oh. set. <laughs> um, which will be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, um, so far my experience has been pretty fantastic in using it. So, which gives me a lot of hope. Um, because if this is something that we can offer to people as a, as a, Hey, like you're in high school and you want to like learn how to do video, video editing, right? Yeah. Like, and the, one of the best things I like about the video, it's like the editor itself is you can like the, the video and audio, you can unlink it. You can keyframe mm -hmm. the audio. So if there's some, a spot that's just too loud where someone yelps or screams mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in your video, you can just kind of just 
take a little tiny keyframe and you can just lower it and then yep. like it's super, yeah. super handy super nice super yeah. well laid out for uh, for a free program for sure. yeah it definitely looked from what i saw because i looked up like a little clip of it but it definitely looked like your standard video editor it didn't look like there was anything particularly missing it definitely didn't look like it was focused on like ease of use because a lot of times mm -hmm. like especially if you're an intro like editor those easy use programs don't set you up for success when you're like moving on to something else ever like i guarantee if you're using something like windows movie maker and then you try to transition over to premiere you're probably going to run into some issues. I'm just guessing. But you're probably well, going to run into some issues of like, there is a lot more features here that I don't know how to handle. And that's like the grand scheme of things. Windows but, like, Movie Maker is, or was, an overglorified film editor. Right. Like an actual splicing editor. It, it was exactly. a nonlinear system. So all you're doing is just putting clips to clips to clips to clips. Um, this being nonlinear definitely helps yeah. um that sorry to interrupt <laughs> oh, that's all good that's that's like the last like that was just like something i wanted to point out like if people are talking about windows movie maker it's it's non-linear not that it's even really available anymore it wasn't on windows 10 right i it was only on i mean it was on windows 7 but those machines are going away now um that there's still like holdouts cool. still windows 7 install this so. yeah no, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just oh, talking man. to my ass at this point. It's all good. Um, any other, anything else on HitFilm at all? No, I think uh, that covers no. it. Not for me, I don't think so. Um, just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. It was like, I had never seen it anywhere um, mm -hmm. until recently. And then mm -hmm. I was like, why have I not heard of this? Right. So, you know, just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and let people know that there is a free option yeah starting out awesome um kind of moving along here mm -hmm. we got some uh not a whole hell of a lot of news on stadia itself mm -hmm. but just on what's going to be on stadia um with the stadia connect of course GamesCon is this week um we'll probably talk about any more news that comes about that next week um mm -hmm. the stadia connect thing was was very interesting to me it the the presentation itself lasted about 37 minutes um i think is what i clocked it at um and they announced a bunch of games i have some i have some notes here um i mean do we want to talk about like some of the games that they announced and or do we want to talk about like some of the issues that we're that we're seeing right now with it or i i still have like burning questions yeah <laughs> about stadia um that i don't think i've ever really had answered so how do we want to approach this yeah well we honest, talk about Sorry. I, was, I was gonna say honestly my point still is like i'm I'm still very vehement in my like spot for stadia personally or it doesn't like i can't still figure out like a real good use case for it personally that's still mm -hmm. like a pretty like big struggle for me at least i don't know so, like, just seeing more of the news on it, I still just had the exact same questions of, like, why would I use this over just not? That that was yeah. my case, personally, but yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think for people who are in your position, Ren, mm -hmm. there's still no, there's still no, like, answer for them. Um, and my biggest thing is like for people like you is there going to be a way that they can test stadia to see if it's going to be for them 
Right. Um, and like my biggest question on that. So I guess I'll just mention a couple of the games that were announced. Cyberpunk 2077 is going to come to it. Uh, Works Must Die 3 is going to be a timed exclusive on Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, Elder Scrolls Online and Destiny uh, both are going to be on Stadia. And this is where I had my biggest question because correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they make Destiny 2 the base so- game free? So Destiny 2, I actually thought the same thing. I actually did think it was free. I thought it was completely mm. free to play at this point. It turns out it's not. It turns out that it actually was only free to play for about like two weeks. Basically, if mm. you got it during that time, it was a free game. You could just get it right then and there. That's how I got it. Um, yeah. It's coming out to Steam next month, I believe. And it's going to be completely mm. free to play from there with everything, excluding Forsaken and the recent DLCs. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think I think even uh, Worldly mentioned something before we even started getting into this Uh where, like, a lot of that DLC that's prior to Forsaken isn't particularly great. Like, it's not anything super special. Um, I played through it, and it was, like, kill me now, please. <laughs> <laughs> they, they introduced, what was it? It was called the, the Infinite Forest. And it's basically, like, take a randomly generated map that has so many fall-off points, and mm-hmm. all you do is run through it. And, like, you don't even have to kill the enemies. You run through it. Like sixteen <laughs> times, and that's one of the DLCs. Like it, that's like literally the story. It's like, oh, run through the forest, and it's like, oh, go back to the tower, and then it's like, oh, run through the forest. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me right now? You couldn't come up with anything better. Oh uh, man, for, high but, quality uh, content. <laughs> DLC after that, Forsaken was fantastic. Sounds like it mm-hmm. was highly inspired by the famous um, Governor movie. Uh, <laughs> the, what is it, Marathon Man? <laughs> marathon man is that what it's mm-hmm. called <laughs> oh man just run just run for your fucking life <laughs> yeah, exactly so the reason i bring up destiny 2 and if it was free to play i guess if it, it so it is for sure once it gets on steam going to be free to play from that yes. point on yes. yes it is going to be guaranteed free to play on steam next month and they're planning on bringing uh the dlc as standalone so if you mm-hmm. don't want to buy forsaken but you want to buy shadow keep or vice versa you mm-hmm. can do that without having to have the previous DLC. Gotcha. Um, which so, is kind of nice, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's my question is, will Destiny 2 be free to play on Google Stadia? Is there going to be an option? Is there? Are they going to put any sort of free to play games out there for people to, who want to try Stadia, who aren't exactly sold on this rent a piece of a server idea? Yeah. I think they mentioned in the video that um, you get Destiny 2 with all the expansions when you buy Google Stadia. They mentioned it right at the start of the video. That was the first thing he said. So so like anybody who buys or uh, pays for Google Stadia automatically gets Destiny 2 with every single expansion Mm -hmm. all the way up to the most recent one, Shadowkeep, which releases in a month or two. Okay. See, that still requires a buy-in. And that, I mean, that buy-in is still hard for someone like Ren, right? Ren, I mean, that buy-in doesn't, like, interest you at all, So, So my big thing, right, when I hear that information, when I hear that 2077's coming out, Orcs Must Die, ESO, Destiny 2, two of those games are free to play. That's immediately my, like, thought process. (laughs) Destiny 2, granted, not technically right now, but it's easily Mm -hmm. going too soon. ESO is. Orcs Must Die isn't a crazy game. It's not. It's not? Oh, well, it's no. like 10 bucks. It's nothing totally crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a $10, a $10 no subscription MMO. It's not mm-hmm. like super nutty. Um, Orcs Must Die isn't super crazy. The only one that really catches my attention there is Cyberpunk 2077. 
and it doesn't catch my like attention for an actual positive reason. Instead, like it looks like a very detailed game, and one thing that you can easily tell, especially as a streamer like we are, is details don't always show up. Like that's not one of the things that really happens when you're streaming or something like that. Encoding it just inherently, you're going to lose some of that detail, no matter what happens, especially if there's a lot of movement on the screen. Like you can so, easily see that happen a lot. That was one other thing I wanted to get into was um, with Google Stadia, you're going to have to have unlimited internet. Yeah. Um, it basically acts like a Netflix service for video games. Yeah. So you would be you would be streaming this this hardware like this hardware would be doing all the work for you. You would stream the video to your computer. And then basically it would upload your inputs from your controller back to the device and then go, it would just repeat the cycle over and over again, Mm -hmm. which introduces latency, um, Mm -hmm. but also requires you to have fast internet, unlimited internet. Otherwise, like me, like I couldn't use it. (laughs) I'd be over, I'd be over the data cap in a day. (laughs) So, so like you, you'd be using, you'd be using the hundreds of gigabytes of, uh, internet thousands in a month. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, actually, this brings us to a really good point that we talked about when the live stream was on. We were talking in Discord. Um, one of the things that they're saying is no download. Oh. You don't need to download your games. <laughs> well, and th- I think that's a bit of a misnomer. I mean, they're technically wrong. And I think this is actually important to mention is that that marketing is kind of deceptive or at least it's inaccurate because hmm. you are downloading. You're streaming, you're streaming. You're streaming a video. You're, you're you're still downloading things. It's more accurate to say no install, no installing. Yeah. Um, so that was actually something I did want to mention, like with the marketing that that it's been irking me. It's like no downloading, but you're you're streaming. You're pulling yeah. you're pulling data in. It's yeah. kind of hard to uh, to like get into that with them because like there is a way you can you can play games on your PC from somewhere else. But you down like you download you stream the files from the game and you play right. the, your hardware plays it. But in this situation, mm-hmm. you're not streaming the files from the game at all. Right, you're just streaming a video that the system is outputting for you. So mm-hmm. it, but yeah, no downloads is so sketchy. It's like uh, that was the the very first thing that came out of their mouths too, right? No downloads, and I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, this is a misconception. Yeah. You will not be able to play this offline. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of issues there. Like, implying no download also, impl- like, it's meant to be something for people that have slower internet. Like, people that have really faster internet that can handle Stadia for, like, its intended purpose probably don't care about downloads whatsoever. Exactly. So, like, it's really, like, a target towards people that, like, don't want to, like, wait for three days for a single game to download. And you're really like, no downloads. Great, cool, awesome. Streaming is it's literally going to like still not work regardless. Even if it does work, like if anything, your latency is going to be off the charts mm-hmm. in that case. Like it's going to be so unbelievably unplayable at that point that there's not really going to be a need for it in the first place. So like, yeah. that's my big issue with it personally. I don't personally, like, it doesn't really matter if there's no download or not. Streaming is still streaming. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. that, just marketing it in that way where it's directly targeted to like, lower end internet like provided provided people what's the point <laughs> that's that's my thought process it just seems more like a quick cash grab oh it didn't work for you that sucks no refunds like that's mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like to me exactly. immediately no refunds <laughs> yeah so i mean there's i don't know if they'll do that but <laughs> oh man so yeah to me the big thing is there has to be some way for someone to 
to verify Stadia and for themselves to yeah. see if they if they fit the best case use scenario because Google can put out all the stats they want and say um, you know if you have if your internet matches these specific requirements or exceeds them uh, then you can use our service mm-hmm. uh, give us your money please and for something I mean this is probably the biggest I'm going to say this is the biggest rollout of a streaming service that we've ever seen mm-hmm. Nvidia has done different stuff but those are early adopters and this is trying to be some sort of mass market appeal. I don't think it's going to succeed without Google putting out some sort of free to an actual free to play game that will allow people to actually test the service um, without fear of without, you know, without fear of sunken cost. Yeah. Um, That's the biggest thing. I want to see them address that issue because I would like to see Stadia, innovate and move and stuff like that but i'm not going to put a sunken cost in the product that probably doesn't fit my use case right or i don't fit its use case i should say and i can't verify that without putting in money to a you know a game of some yeah. sort so that's i mean in my idea is you know go to high res be mm-hmm. like hey high res you guys want to put smite and paladins and then mm-hmm. whatever we put you know whatever you guys sell for skins we get a slight cut of, you know, because they don't they do that for Steam. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually not super positive on that one. I believe so. <laughs> but I, believe I so. mean, yeah, that's that's just something. I'm like, there's plenty of free to play developers out there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, High Res has two of the most popular free to play games on Steam. Yeah, being Smite and and Paladins. Throw those up there and see, you know, and let people check it out and see if that'll work for them. I really just feel like we're at the stage and point, not even like this isn't just including Stadia. This is obviously including like a lot of other like things just in general, but I feel like we're at the point where demos need to come back at this point. Yeah. Like if, if they um, gave like free Stadia demos for like Destiny 2, they've done Odyssey in the past with uh, the Chrome browser thing that they had going on. Mm-hmm. Bring that back and then put in maybe ESO. That's a decent mix of everything an FPS, like a role playing game and kind of not really like an open world game, and then you have an MMO. Like, that's enough to, like, really appeal to basically anybody and then have those mm-hmm. three things as main demo points. Like, that way, you'll definitely, you will 100% get the real stats that you need, as well as giving, like, a consumer an accurate idea of what is going on there. Like, if somebody yeah. wants to, granted, for somebody like Worldly, where data caps are, like, super important, and I totally get mm-hmm. this because a lot of people have really big issues with data caps. Yeah. Um regardless that's still not gonna matter like it, you still won't use it because it's still streaming something but for everybody else like that at least gives them a chance to test it and then see because i don't want to go out and just be like well i don't know if my computer can run cyberpunk 2077 but i really want to play it that sounds really amazing i hope i can and if not then i guess i'm out for like a monthly subscription for like one month or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. i don't know I feel like that's just something that just clearly needs to be, like, happening at this point. We run into so many issues nowadays where it's just vehement, like, anti-consumer practices. That's one of the, like, first consumer practices that was really solid that kind of just died out a long time ago. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I definitely feel like demos, specifically in this case, are an amazing idea. Just in general, they need to come back, to be honest. But weird little branch off point on that one renditions for uh, stadia president here Um, (laughs) there is one thing i actually thought of right before the uh before we started the stream here um so it's just my personal opinion and i was wondering if you guys 
think that if Stadia were to take off, do you think it would be introduced into being used on consoles? Because if it becomes a main service, what is the point of buying a console when you can have Stadia for half the price? Yeah. Uh, you know, half the price mm -hmm. and be able to play all those games at like, you know, 100, 120 FPS on your your super awesome screen or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, do you think that maybe they would like do you think it's it has a chance of uh kicking sony and uh, microsoft out of their own kind of market if and, it uh, forcing really them to off? use it if it really took off that's the big thing here is because right now it's very much on an uphill battle at this <laughs> yeah, point yeah i i'm not one of the only people in the world that's just like i don't trust stadia the majority <laughs> of people don't because it just in general doesn't sound like a good idea like it, there's such a huge population of people that one don't have internet or two have like such minuscule bare bones internet and are monopolized to the point where they can't afford something else the area where i used to live at i used to get three megabytes download for 60 dollars a month that was like That's if i wanted speed. anything more than that it was over 100 <laughs> for like 10 and it was like yeah. i can't that's ridiculous so like a lot of people are in that spot shockingly enough but like if internet infrastructure, I think the really big thing is internet infrastructure. If that really like starts to branch out a lot more, then yeah, I feel like that has a solidly good chance. As a matter of fact, it would be really like really, really great for most console players because just in general, like that's well, not like yeah, because you could if you owned a PS3 mm -hmm. and you can no longer play those services, you can put Google Stadia on it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or you can you can run Google Stadia, on, and I'm this is like hypothetical saying. Yeah, that, you know, because mm -hmm. they what needs to have consoles. Mm -hmm. Well, they need to have some sort of Chromium uh, interaction in them. Right. I, I I just I mean that was just gibberish. I came out of my mind my mouth. What I mean is it has to have some sort of way to connect to Google or mm -hmm. have like a Google piece of software like Chrome on it. Yeah. Um, I know that they the Chromecast Ultra, mm -hmm. I think, was a part yeah. of the bundle. Uh, was part of the Founders Edition bundle. Let me double check. Stadia Founders Edition bundle up. So actually, I think the bigger part of it is going to be um, edition. Um, I think it's actually going to be the yes. There's a Chrome, Chromecast Ultra, um, which for those who don't know, it's a that's a little uh, HDMI device that you plug into the back of your TV, mm -hmm. um, and you can stream uh like netflix and hulu to your from your phone to the chrome to the chromecast i believe yeah um or use your phone at the very least to uh control it mm. um similar to like a roku or a uh, amazon fire stick yeah um so i actually think that if they come out with different devices like the chromecast um and i think that what they might do is they might go kind of the way that apple arcade is going where they're going to start creating a, an infrastructure surrounding the, like little boxes little um you know tv boxes mm -hmm. that will probably eventually kick um as phones and computer and, and you know small laptops and stuff like that get better will probably kick consoles out of the tv room mm -hmm. um that's been my that's kind of been my prediction is that with um things like apple arcade and, and uh the google stadia systems especially if they start pushing stadia on the chromecast and being like the best way to you know best way to to interact with stadia or to use stadia is on your tv with your google chromecast um yeah. 
and then maybe even start like selling bigger Chromecasts that can store like a couple small games on it or you know you put an sd card in it for extra or you know connected to it uh, like a stadia tv yeah exactly <laughs> like a stadia tv or something like that where you can like actually keep games on it mm-hmm. i think that's yeah i think that would probably be the way that if they started doing that consoles would certainly be on their way out yeah and, and it's important to note too we talk about it all the time but like the uh the um what is it the tariff that's going out on most hardware right now too while that's really really impactful for consoles for something like a chromecast or something like that that's not super expensive in the first place like that's not console price that's not a 100 dollars increase in price so like just having something like that be able to just be like oh well i don't want to pay 500 dollars for ps4 but i could pay like 100 bucks for like a decent little tiny box it's still going to be smaller because obviously it doesn't need to run a whole lot um a little tiny box that just functions explicitly for that service i'm sure that would do fine but uh, yeah and that's actually a really good point because i didn't think about that in terms of this would be a way for people to you know maybe the the cost of stadia mm -hmm. um if you know assuming that a person can run stadia right let's just from when we're talking about these hypotheticals let's just assume that it's a person that can you know, run Stadia from an, uh, an internet standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, an $800 phone or a $1,000 phone, you know, iPhones, it, we, we talk about the tariffs affecting consoles, but it affects computer parts, it affects mobile devices, you know, Android devices and stuff like that. And um, as well as, you know, the consoles. Yeah, you're right. I mean, a $50 Chromecast and then like a $100 Stadia controller. Yeah. <clears throat> you just buy what you want to play and, you, you know, it works well. Yeah, I could see that definitely pulling out, put, uh, pushing consoles out even further. I agree with that, with that idea. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was wondering about, I don't remember if they specifically talked about this, but whether you could use um, multiple devices on one account at the same time. Mm. So like that if if you're able to replace like the console you could potentially have this like this could be very appealing to families mm-hmm. where they could have one google stadia account and the whole like all the kids could p- potentially play games on their phone or on their on the tv on their console mm-hmm. or whatever um whatever they can um without having to spend the extra money on extra controllers extra whatever an eight eight hundred to sixteen hundred dollar pc sort of deal um for yeah. one person so i don't know if they talked about uh that at all if you i don't know think if they, they did, do, did. Mm-hmm. um i know they talked about being able to switch seamless seamlessly mm-hmm. so playing on one device and then swapping to another without uh just pausing the game and basically switching right away mm-hmm. uh, but uh i did not see if they were presenting with any of that yeah that would be huge. Yeah. Over, I mean, sorry, I was kind of going to take us away from that topic a little bit. Just oh, that's like, okay. over, like overall, because this kind of gets into like, even like co-op games and, and, and other stuff like that. There wasn't, they didn't really, they just said what like AAA games really more mm-hmm. like games with like name brand recognition uh, yeah. are coming to the service. And there was, they had already talked about like, oh yeah, we have all sorts of other developers, you know, developing exclusively for Stadia, not mm-hmm. timed exclusives like Orcs Must Die 3, but exclusively. Um, and so that was something that I was kind of curious about too. It's like, you know, 
what are what kind of games are we seeing in terms of like co-op and couch you know is there going to be some sort of couch co-op ability here can you run two stadia controllers uh side by side can Mm -hmm. you you know use an xbox one controller and a stadia controller side by side with this because you can use any controller that you want um as long as it's interfaced to something that is connected to chrome is my understanding so you know if we're doing some sort of couch co-op can you know and and jim doesn't have a um (laughs) you know jim doesn't have a stadia controller can can we do that or uh say jim does have stadia we -hmm. both have say we both have the founders edition uh can we do a side-by-side couch co-op experience those are like really good questions that i don't think we've had answered yet either still a lot to be a lot to be discovered with the stadia and a lot of potential in it but yeah you know in the end it's it's going to be up to you guys right yeah Yeah. whether to get it or not yeah i just think the, the 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 marketing is where I'm really struggling at. I'm like, you're not answering questions that people have, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you really just want to get, get hype growing, which seems wrong for Google. Like Google to me has always been like the, let's explain how something works. Like this Mm -hmm. is the innovation that we're doing and we're not getting that really. We just know giant servers with, you know, 10 teraflops and you you know we're only getting that and they, they told yeah. that they also said that they already sold out in a couple a few countries yeah um and it's like yeah people are buying people are clearly buying this without you know having all the answers mm-hmm. uh, just because it sounds like a great idea uh, yeah in theory yeah uh well those are the early adapters hopefully it, the stadia launches towards the end of the year um so hopefully we'll see some some real answers soon. Um, yeah, I mean that's Stadia. Anything else on the Stadia Connect you guys want to talk about? I think that oh, basically covers it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we covered quite a bit on it. Cool. Um, and not a topic, you know, kind of going to the next topic here. Not one I want to spend a lot of time on, but at least worth us mentioning and, and giving some hot takes. Um, was the Apex loot box fiasco that seemed to just unfold. It seemed like every morning I woke up and there was something else going on with this loot box fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. I, where do we want to start with this? Do we want to start about, like, what the initial kerfluffle was? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of problems going on with this particular thing. To my understanding, I don't know all of it. I'm not like totally super aware on it. But to my understanding, with uh, one of the events that just recently happened, there was, uh, I believe it was like 18 different legendary items that you had to collect through purchasing loot boxes. I don't believe that you could actually earn them through in-game like means. But you'd have to purchase them. And then after purchasing them for those specific legendary items, you'd have access, the ability, you get, you get the chance, the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to buy... Not earn, not to win it, not to like be like, ta-da, look what you get. But you get the chance mm-hmm. to spend more money to get another legendary. That's my understanding in the grand scheme yeah. of things, which yeah. is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, <laughs> to be honest. I, I, I will confirm, I'm pretty sure that's how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're both wrong, we go down together. <laughs> <laughs> um, would it be all right if I just talked about this for a little bit? 
yeah, yeah. by all means <laughs> so all right guys for those of you that don't know don't know the iron crown apex event locks uh it locked a handful of skins behind uh loot boxes with terrible odds you could not get them anywhere but the loot box mm-hmm. um basically people got super upset about it they freaked out about you know a frankly bullshit system um that has existed for years and i i'm surprised that there is not a standard for loot boxes yet um <laughs> which we don't really need to get into right now you guys get into it a lot on your podcast yeah, so we do but um <clears throat> so people complain they removed those skins and they added them to the store. You could still buy the loot boxes, but mm-hmm. they added the legendary skins to the store for $18 a skin. Each. Yeah. $18. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a 20 because that's two dinner meals. Yeah. Uh, like, what? <laughs> it's important to note, too, <laughs> especially with it. a system like this. You can't, like, with almost every free-to-play game, it's always like you turn, you convert your money into a currency, right? You can't convert eighteen dollars into eighteen dollars worth of currency. You have to spend twenty in order to get yeah. eighteen dollars yeah. worth of currency, and then you get whatever bonus. Doesn't really matter, but you always have to spend at least twenty for everyone. So, like, mm-hmm. just that little like nudge as well. Yeah. And uh, there, the response Drew McCoy quoted. <laughs> um, we okay we need to be better at letting our players know what to expect from various event structures in apex legends <laughs> what is that sentence no i'm hold on let me finish <laughs> this has been a huge learning experience for us and we're taking these lessons forward to bring the pe- best possible experience to you all he just spout a whole bunch <laughs> of mumbo jumbo up your ass <laughs> about nothing yeah he basically said next time we're going to tell you yeah, that it's gonna be a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. it's still gonna be a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and and like like saying that it's like it's a learning experience for them. It is complete. It's it's like they they put it out there. Some people buy it. They make the money off of it, and then they mm-hmm. apologize for it because there's no consequence. Right. Um, and just, just oh my god, I'm just, yeah. I just can't even right now. <laughs> You're, um, so. <laughs> But they're like they're talking about the loot boxes like they're new, right? Yeah. And I just it's it just blows my mind that that a company can get away with that. Yeah. Being well, like, oh, it's new. It's an experience for us. I think what really made this this whole thing go downhill was the Reddit AMA, mm-hmm. right? Where people were calling them out. It's like you know you these we don't like this. Why are you guys doing this? Yeah, you guys yeah. have said you know you're learning a lesson or whatever. And then one of the devs said. Um, you know, a lot of you guys are freeloaders, which we like. You know, they're yeah. you know everybody loves getting words. called a freeloader. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, like, <laughs> like freeloaders because we don't, we don't <laughs> like. Why make the game free to play if you don't, you don't but, want it to be free? Yeah. So here's, <laughs> so here's my big thing with this whole thing with with this whole situation is that this whole situation shows a lack of empathy and compassion and and just general passion in projects in the gaming industry as evidenced by their callous language the name calling of your customers you know it it, it is a common you know it's a common word in the in the vernacular of game development to call people who spend vast amounts of money on your game a whale Mm -hmm. that is the industry word 
for for you know people who take their credit card out and support games mm-hmm. you know which it, they're it's not inc- patrons they're whales they're not yeah exactly <laughs> they're whales <laughs> um and so this is like a huge thing for, sticking point for me i'm like if i if i called anyone that listened to my radio stations uh i don't even know um dipshits. thanks for being a whale <laughs> yeah don't you have a phone yeah if i call them idiots you know if i if i denigrate and degrade the people who listen to this podcast you know am i supposed am i supposed to expect them to respect me that was like my biggest thing it's like oh you guys are just being dickheads and freeloaders and assholes your your industry vernacular for people who spend money on your game is a whale Mm -hmm. incredibly dehumanizing (laughs) and it's i and i've seen other streamers and i'm not going to call anyone out but I saw other streamers who were trying to defend the respawn devs, and I'm like, no, there's there is no defending develop defending uh, members of an industry who specifically target people and de- and use do hum- and use dehumanizing language to describe them in their own industry events. Oh man, there's there's no defending that. Wasn't one of them as well? I I feel like one of them specifically was like a either a customer resources or yeah, like were, basically PR, commu- and then it was just like community managers. Yeah, and I was so like I was flabbergasted by that one because it's like I I get like just the random programmer Joe that's just all like everybody mm-hmm. hates this because he's not trained to like do like obviously he's not trained to be like oh, I need to, like, function well with the community. But community manager is exactly supposed to do that. Like, that's, like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one job. thing you're not supposed to do. <laughs> like, I don't know how you mix those two up. That's the part that really gets me. Like, I just don't... <laughs> that part blew me away when it was like, yeah, one of the community managers was also just like, you're a bunch of freeloaders. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man i when i when i heard all the things that were said i'm like this no and i i'm just gonna say anyone who pretends or i'm sorry anyone who says that they that they are for consumer rights and then defended respawn in this situation stop pretending (laughs) i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there stop pretending stop pretending you're you know you know it it starts when we start calling people out for the language that they use to describe their customers Mm mm-hmm and for calling developers out on the attitude that they have towards their customers yeah. you know it's it starts with loot boxes yeah back <laughs> to the matter of like at least be professional like yeah that's like the most unprofessional thing i've ever heard especially from a de- like from a community manager where it's their job on a mm-hmm. board where it's literally their job to complain like that's kind of the yeah. thing that happens on reddit spoiler alert uh yeah. <laughs> and like i i don't know where you were like expecting really like mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things i would probably just be like sorry <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry to hear your disappointment and moved on or went for literally anything else positive because it wasn't like it was all negative not like granted yeah. i don't no. agree with the loot box thing but the game isn't bad it's not like the game is horrible like, you no. could easily just focus on the people like, hey, I really enjoy your game. Just be like, thank you. I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Instead of, like, no, going outright and actively targeting the people that are just like, you're the worst kind of human being. Because isn't that mm-hmm. just, like, 
in your grand scheme of things, because I believe one of them was like, this is like, I think one of the quotes is like, this is the kind of dick that like, we hate and like just pointing at him and specifically targeting him in that like specific regard. And it's like, isn't that giving him exactly what he wants at that point? Like, aren't you yeah. literally feeding the trolls? <laughs> <laughs> giving him ammunition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think this comes in the goes in the category of the second worst Reddit AMA right behind uh, Woody Harrelson's. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. This overall, my I don't care. When it comes to loot boxes, people knows my opinion on loot boxes. Yep. Mm. My issue with this whole entire situation is really the language, and then p the the devs being like, "We feel so attacked." Well, your industry vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> kind of deserves to be attacked in no other media industry that i have ever you know talked to people about do you denigrate your do you denigrate your audience and your customers yeah. in the way that gaming has as of late um and that and that's a huge cultural issue in the gaming industry that needs to be addressed mm -hmm. um so that's where i kind of see this this issue in terms of like the you know the uh loot box situation it starts by you know stop stop denigrating stop seeing your customers only as walking paychecks see your customers as patrons who will support you and feed your family yeah but are also human yeah um and, and you're gonna see more success that way yeah guaranteed because honestly i really would not have been like super surprised if it was just like random programmer that's just like talking shit because it, even though i don't agree with it don't get me wrong that happens a lot more often than community manager like that's yeah. i i understand when random programmer just kind of lashes out because he's not like he doesn't do well with people one being a programmer that's that's not really how it works but like it, that's not <laughs> that's not really his job yeah. is to just be like professional towards just random joes that are being dicks but at mm -hmm. the same time well, it would not have lashed out in the first place just as if i was like community manager i would just hold it in and suck it up and be like i'm sorry to hear that you did not like this yeah that sucks we value your opinion that's all you had to say yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean that's the that's the apex situation any other thoughts on this respawn yes ea apex legends bullshit i'm still surprised that you have to I buy mean, 18 apex boxes legends in order to buy something else this. <laughs> uh, Apex Legends recently came out with their solo mode. Uh, oh. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to actually. I'm pretty check shitty that out. at it, but uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. I think it's uh it's uh out of sixty people in in solos, not out of a hundred like a lot of the other yeah um, royals that must not be named. I am I am very curious what the meta is for that, right? Because all the characters have different abilities. Oh this is it's, so. There's got to be. It's Wraith. Wraith is overpowered in, in solo because, like, she just goes invisible. You can't hit her. And yeah. uh, I think she's the fastest character, too. Yeah. As, well, other, no, I think... No, I think zipline. The zipline guy. Well, I think she's the one that has some of the most mobility, but I think all the characters move the same speed. Oh, I meant, like, because like, she can move faster when she's uh, using her super. Yeah, or you're okay. using her, like, her all, ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. She moves pretty quick in that. I wonder if Lifeline has any has any place in the meta or if it really is just like zip lines and wraiths everywhere it, it probably is 
like I saw, I played like three matches or five matches, and it was literally uh -huh. just all rates. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Harm. So, any anything else on that? Anything else? No, no I, I think I think we I think we we really uh, killed really... respawn with that. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully Ho hopefully they see this and they say wow guys thank you so much that podcast was so right and <laughs> i was so right. all along we, we <laughs> must change it's gonna turn out positively yeah we must change our language when talking about our customers they're right no wonder oh, they dislike man. us um I'm gonna get so reloader <laughs> <laughs> oh man so one thing that uh, I wanted to talk about, because mm -hmm. we didn't really do this last year. Uh, granted, we were still kind of getting our feet under us uh, for this podcast last year. Uh, for most people in the uh, United States and Canada, um, they are either in school or they are about to go back to school. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to do a uh money saving tips for high school and college students some of the things that we've learned over the years that we can pass on to people to help them save money um it while they're in school mm -hmm. uh so i mean how do we want to start i have three tips that i can share three tips that i can give do we want to kind of just like a round table sure sure i i only have two realistically speaking I, it's yeah i realistically just have some uh some life advice that will help you save money <laughs> Yes. Uh, do you guys want me to start? Go for it. Or... Okay. <laughs> There's an enthusiastic yes. So yes. my first big money-saving tip for anyone that's, and this is especially true for anyone in college, mm -hmm. um, where your time might be limited in terms of like, and especially because you have to pay for books and stuff like that, um, buying new clothes can suck. It, um, and so my biggest money-saving tip for people is um go on ahead and you can get one on amazon go to uh get a needle and some thread and some patches uh all of those things and you can get like an actual sewing kit that has an assortment of needles and like some snips and an assortment of thread for under five dollars on amazon you can also get uh an assortment of a 20 pack assortment of um jean patches of different colors for under uh, $7. So for right around $15 or so, you can mend and repair your own clothes. And you, you know, you don't have to have perfect stitching, especially if you're like me and you get a lot of uh, holes in the crotch of your pants or in the armpits of your shirts. Um, some very simple stitching. And there's plenty of YouTube, YouTube videos that can show you how to do those stitches. Um, and a lot of times for me, it's not even like trying to do like clean stitches. It's just like, okay, I'm going to take like this amount of thread mm -hmm. and just keep going in a different pattern to make a basically kind of like a little mess that'll hold it all together. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of move the thread around. And so it, it helps you keep, you know, a $20 t-shirt or 30 to $60 pair of jeans or pants going um, for just that much longer, right? The hole doesn't spread it all holds, you know, you can still wear them without flashing everybody um you know some part of your body fourteen dollars it'll keep your uh it'll keep your it'll keep your clothes going for a little bit longer and it'll help you prevent 
and it'll help you not have to go to the store and buy another, you know, an emergency pair of pants. Literally all my pants currently have holes in the crotch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's my first tip. Like I said, $7 for like an assorted pack of 20. And that's like from like black jeans to really light blue jeans. Mm -hmm. And then like $5 for sewing kit. Literally just go to Amazon and type in sewing kit. Mm -hmm. and you'll and you'll find stuff and uh just like another thing um that 14 dollars, you could probably go your entire life and not use up all that stuff but it's there yeah (laughs) it's one of those like prepare uh uh preparational things for you um who wants to go next i can go ahead and go that's fine so i kind of talked about this before we started um but basically a lot of people really don't know about uh steam family sharing like a lot of people really have no idea what it's about whatsoever so steam family sharing essentially this is this is obviously gaming related um you can end up connecting accounts with friends or family or something along those lines and you can actually share the libraries between friends um it's really nice and really handy especially if you know the person because there is obviously the downside of you are essentially giving away your login info to like log into their system in the first place just to verify that that like you obviously know each other and things like that. But at the same time, you get a massive selection of, like, game opportunities. And the only real, like, limitation is just if if you're playing a game while, like, your friend wants to and they want to play something out of, like, your list of games, they unfortunately can't. That's kind of what, one big limitation. But I've used it a ton. I have a good friend that I actually... I tend to play a lot of his games just because he has a very different selection of games altogether that i normally would never play but i've i've had a blast with him and he tends to play a lot of the games that i actually play it's very very weird we have a very weird situation when it comes to games but it ends up saving you a ton of money along the road it only takes one person to buy it like one person to buy a game i think you can have upwards of i believe five different people family shared so if you have a lot of different friends that play all sorts of different games and maybe they play at just different times or like you don't necessarily want to play the same game or like a good example would be something along the lines of I want to play a co-op game with my one of my friends, but unfortunately only he has it. And then I unfortunately don't that that's kind of the only limitation. But honestly, I would heavily recommend it. At least look into it. It's something that I definitely like. I, I would trust the person before you really are, go out and just be like, you have a lot of games. Here's my login info. <laughs> Do this for me. But, like, if, if you can easily go to a friend's house and just be like, hey, do you want to, like, connect our Steams together and then we could just share libraries and then play whatever we want? That is a super handy thing. I do it a lot. I, I've done it with a ton of friends. They're all super cool. I trust them. But, uh, but yeah, definitely something I would easily look into for sure. It could save you a ton of money down the road. It's a fusion straight out of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, personally... Um, Growing up, I was very poor, so money-saving opportunities did not come along very often. Um, Basically, I would just hold on to my money, eat the meals I was given, and uh, do that sort of thing. But one of the things I found was that you don't... If if you are working a part-time job, like I was in high school, um, do not tell everybody about the money you make. Um, (laughs) You can, like... if, If you have good friends, you know what, like... Like, spend money on quality of life items. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that improve your life experience, because that's not really spending your money. It's more like 
gaining an asset sort of right. deal. Um, so in that sense, like when I was in high school, I worked at a Greek restaurant for eight bucks an hour. In the first year, I made enough money to buy my first computer, uh, an iPod touch and a trip to Mexico. And like I worked my ass off. Yeah. But I had good friends that weren't constantly going, Oh, you know, you want to buy me this, this energy drink or like buy me this sandwich or whatever. Right. Like when you, when you choose your friends, um, you can save money, a lot of money potentially, as long as you're not, um, using your money to get friends. Mm -hmm. And, and another thing, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, I think back to school clothing shopping is, uh, an absolute scam. This <laughs> <laughs> is the biggest scam on the planet. Um, next to loot boxes, of course. Um, <laughs> but when, when people come to school with like thousands of dollars in clothes, like mm-hmm. you don't need it, you know, maybe buy, buy a few things, buy a pair of shoes, whatever. Um, yeah. And that's like, that's your parents' money too, right? Like a lot of time that's the parents buying it. And uh, that money could go to something a lot more useful for you. Like say a car. <laughs> right mm-hmm. so those things that become assets that's what you kind of want to work towards when you're when you're trying to save money and i know it's not really um an actual money saving tip but it's it's better to have assets than than objects that aren't that are mm-hmm. just going to uh depreciate yeah in value yeah um so that's kind of what i got for for one for now awesome um do you guys want me to go to my next one? Go for it. Yeah, dude. Cool. Um, so my next one, and Ren, I know you like to cook. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can you can uh, piggyback on this one. But some of my big um, – one of my big ones is ramen, rice, and pasta are not meals. They are meal bases. Mm-hmm. They are cheap for a reason. And what works really well is you can add things to them. So, you know, you can get like a Knott's rice meal or whatever generic equivalent or a ramen pack for a dollar or under ramen. I mean, I've seen ramen go for like 25 cents. Um, There's two servings in them mostly. Um, Some of the rice and pasta dishes might have four. Mm -hmm. But frozen vegetables are, at least when I purchase them, is $1.50 American for seven servings. And then eggs, about two eggs is one serving of protein. Uh, doing some rice with some frozen vegetables and eggs gets you all the nutrition you need for under a dollar. I mean, in like the rice, like rice, if you have like a rice cooker or if you want to do like instant rice for like, you know, the, it's cheaper per serving for like instant rice than to get like the prepackaged seasoned cheddar broccoli rice or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's so you can good. make you, <laughs> it is good. <laughs> but my, my point being like stir fry, you know, you can make a healthy stir fry for under like $2 and it'll feed you for two meals. Yeah. Like guaranteed. Um, so recognize that those things that like ramen and rice packs mm-hmm. there aren't, they aren't meals they are meal bases and your nutrition is important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need protein, you need vitamins, you don't just need 
uh carbs and salt yeah yeah ramen's absolutely horrible for you everybody can tell you that that one's just straight up super obvious yeah and i'm glad that you kind of went with food route because mine was actually uh just do weekly meal prep like if you can if at all possible weekly meal prep will save you once so much money so much time like an absurd amount of time because you're not making food every single day because yeah. spoiler alert not a really smart decision um but like one of the big things i do especially this isn't really necessarily school related but something i do very often when i do like longer streams or something along those lines i will do like a meal prep for that entire like day the day before and it's all set up it's all good to go i literally just have to pull out a thing and then heat it up like it takes no time mm -hmm. whatsoever and i know what's in it, it usually it's like lean chicken broccoli rice it's something like pretty basic pretty standard but it easily meets all your requirements without like any real issue <laughs> if i really want to mix it up or something like that sauces are available those exist for a reason like if i yeah. really am just like i'm getting bored of chicken and rice grab the sriracha i don't care don't go out and just be like i'm just gonna go out and buy like some crazy food that's gonna be like what 20 bucks just because yeah. i'm a weirdo <laughs> but yes. uh Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So the other thing, uh, Ren, that th that is a very good point. Doing meal prep. Um, the other thing is you save on your appliance electricity mm -hmm. because you're not constantly cooking those meals mm -hmm. every day, um, heating up those appliances and using that electricity and yeah. jacking up your bill. And if you don't, if you if someone else pays your bill, <laughs> they will they will appreciate you not turning that appliance on every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. You you said something there that I think is actually really important because. Uh, sauces and seasonings are really cheap and it's a great yeah. way to turn something like you're talking like lean chicken, mm -hmm. right? If you wanted to turn lean chicken into like, you know, you add some sriracha, some soy sauce, and you make some sort of make makeshift um, general sauce or something. Like, yeah, you know, I'd, yeah, a sweet chili sauce or something like that. You make some sort of general sauce with it. But if you have cumin, chili, salt and garlic, mm -hmm. you can take that. You can take that. uh lean chicken and turn that into chicken tacos yeah exactly um, like honestly the base is there like chicken rice mm -hmm. and broccoli you could swap out the broccoli with whatever you want it doesn't really matter it's, as long mm -hmm. as you have some sort of like actual vegetable and not just be an idiot and lean <laughs> live explicitly off of just chicken and rice probably not a good mm -hmm. idea but like <laughs> the base is still there you can do a ton of things with that even if you're just yeah. like i don't want to have just chicken rice broccoli every day you still have most of it already made. Making like one like thing of chicken isn't particularly like time consuming or like filled with that much effort. But like if you want to do something like chicken tacos or something along those lines, very easy to just set up. I don't know. I, I feel like that's something that a lot of people definitely do. And I know I know I've seen a lot of people like spend way too much on food. One of the big examples that always gets to me personally. I whenever I go to Taco Bell. Every single time I eat it is I could have made this at home for so much cheaper, faster, probably, and better. And that's that's basically my like stance on that, to be honest. I don't know. That, that's always one of the big things. Uh, just like uh, real quick. One other thing that you mentioned is um, another reason food is expensive is because it gets wasted. Mm -hmm. So especially if you're like this is your first time living, you know, you're living in a single dorm or you just moved into a one bedroom apartment. And it is you. Like if you're like in my situation, one thing that I constantly find myself doing is not, is not buying appropriate amounts for myself. I either buy mm -hmm. too little or I buy too much of a thing and I can't eat it fast enough. Like lettuce. Yeah. 
I eat I eat salads. I've been eating salads for lunch a lot lately, and I buy these like pre-mixed, you know. Oh, it's mm-hmm. got radicchio and romaine and iceberg in it. You know, I, and I eat a pretty full salad with, mm-hmm. with some chicken breast with uh, breaded chicken breast and you know some potatoes and stuff. But that lettuce wilts quick. Yeah. And so you get like if you don't eat it fast enough, and that's like something I struggle with. Yeah. So that's just like just something for someone to keep in mind. If this is your first time out, don't buy too much food. This is very, very specific to just that case. A live head of lettuce will live for fucking ever. That thing lasts so long. Jesus. Because we, we ended up getting one in the past. Because that's normally what we did. We ended up getting like the salad mixes or whatever. Live head of lettuce will last an absurd amount of time compared to just like cut lettuce. It is kind of ridiculous. So I would definitely recommend if you can. I know it's a little bit more expensive, but that being said, you're definitely spending for one, the quality, because the quality of the lettuce is just better, and two, for the lifespan of it, because it lasts a hell of a lot longer. But uh, but yeah, just just a little like tidbit <laughs> of uh, detail on that one. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Cool. Um, Roldy, do you have any other like food related ones? Otherwise, you can go into your next tip. Related, not so much. Um, well. Let's see, guys. I mean, you can't save money and have fun. <laughs> but let me tell you here. When I was younger, um, when I was younger, I played a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was golfing, what I what I would do is, or sorry, I practiced a lot of golf. Um, mm-hmm. At the driving range, although slightly dangerous, I would go along the driving range fence and pick up all the balls that made it to the other side that they couldn't pick up. And the mm-hmm. driving ranges actually really appreciated it. And uh, bring it, me bringing literally hundreds of balls back onto their court, uh, back into their course. And I, so I, I would drive and putt and whatever for free. I didn't have to pay the seven dollars for each bucket of balls that I wanted to uh, drive mm-hmm. at the driving range. Um, and a lot of the times um, when I was out, when I was younger, I did like free running and stuff. So if you guys are into like are into gymnastics or whatever, you can literally do that shit anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's free. It's fun. Uh, it destroys your grass, but whatever, you know, um, <laughs> uh, I got kicked out of so many places when I was younger. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a, bit of a story, but, um, I don't really have a lot of, you know, money saving tips specifically mm-hmm. because when I was younger, I did not have a lot of money, even, even now, like mm-hmm. I am, I am living on, I don't want to say the amount, right. a very small amount of money right now. And um, that is because of my situ the like the situation I'm in. I'm in a trailer. Uh, I'm not spending any money. It doesn't. Ha- I don't have to pay for the insurance on it because there is none. Mm-hmm. I'm living on a property that, and I'm not paying on that property. Um, my only expenses right now are my phone and my internet and my food. And the most mm-hmm. expensive thing, of course, is food. And you guys kind of covered that. So, yeah. <clears throat> um. Cool. <laughs> anything else anything, well i'm just looking at my list here anything uh, else we, like, that you want to mention on that at all otherwise i can go to my next one <clears throat> that i for sure have written down uh me i could kind of just sort of bounce off a of worldly's idea honestly yeah. like being kind of just a good person i know it sounds weird being a good human being pays off a lot of people really do appreciate it because one of the things is like Nobody, like, very few people tend to go out of their way to do something like that. Very few people go out of their way to be like, I'll collect the balls and then I'll just bring them back. That's that's a really nice thing to do. And, like, a lot of people would probably just be like, ah, they have somebody go do that. 
all right that that's a thing <laughs> sure whatever but like those sort of things are like super like they're they're nice while people just think of like the golf course is like it's a business people like it's people that work there it's not just like oh it's corporate corporate's not gonna give two f's about like 20 like balls or something like that but like just like really like just random acts of kindness can go a long way not necessarily just in terms of monetary value but like it it can that's happened it happens to me occasionally and while i normally am just like that's not what i did this for it's still like appreciate mm. somebody will be like oh you want this and i'm just like i'm okay thank you and, i yeah. appreciate and it yeah, but... like like being that nice person also has the potential to open you up to a lot of future opportunities yeah um mm. especially when you're younger you know if if you're in a small town mm. and you're just absolutely the nicest person to everyone yeah like, you're gonna you're gonna be find, finding jobs no problem yeah. yeah um and i mean not even like just finding the jobs but like people will actively advocate for you as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of those things i've i've found just trying to be as pleasant as i can i've had i've had people actively advocate for me in my careers in my jobs mm -hmm. which is always very very i've had flattering. people try to hire me from a job that i was that i was working at when they came in like work <laughs> like they came in to get something done and then they tried to hire me after mm -hmm. my that job was done <laughs> oh man needless to say my boss was not happy <laughs> yeah i oh man i'm gonna go i'm gonna do a quick tangent on this real quick um i worked for an aunt and uncle it was a boat rental company and my uncle decided he was gonna go take a boat out and visit one of the other marinas and he was talking to the dock hand at that marina. And he's he, he seemed to have liked the kid enough. And he's like, well, you know, if you're ever looking for another job, you know, we're just, you know, down the road or, you know, down the lake. Um, and then he left and went on his way. About two hours later, <laughs> the owner of the other marina came hurling down in his luxury SUV <laughs> down the down the gravel road and started yelling at us. He's like, where is the where is you know, this person, who's the person who came and talked to my employee and offered my employee. And I remember like <laughs> looking at this guy yelling at me out of like just nowhere and looking on the dash and seeing a revolver <laughs> on the dashboard in a holster, <laughs> but still being able to see that the revolver was loaded. Like, ooh, can we call the cops real quick? <laughs> but before the cop showed up, he drove away and like sprayed us with gravel like a dick um so That's the ultimate testament to being a man right <laughs> spraying spraying people with gravel in your luxury suv it's a rite of passage <laughs> it's a rite of passage <laughs> um so here's a tip that i have that i um found over the last little while um is kind of depending on your living situation it's better to be efficient than uh to better to be efficient in that you warm and cool yourself rather than warming and cooling the entire space you're in. Um, when I first moved in with my dad, right when I went into college, uh, we were living in a trailer. Um, this trailer was very old. It was not very efficient. Um, you know, like the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you probably, you probably know exactly what I mean in like terms of like the windows yeah, weren't yeah. great. The, you know, they, the windows didn't hold in a lot of well, heat. Well, I mean, like my trailer's like 50 square feet. So it takes all yeah. of like two minutes to cool it down. 
Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's out of power in here. Yeah, this was an actual, this was a three bedroom manufactured home. Not like one that you would, you know, really pull a lot. Uh, in fact, I don't think it's ever been pulled since it was put down on that lot. Uh, but one thing we had a winter, it was actually the first year that the polar vortex was really a thing. <laughs> and the, our first went out. And so what I found was really warming yourself is much more efficient. Like it, instead of running the heat a lot, and if you're like in a drafty old home, like, you know, it's really common in my in, at the in my college town, my hometown, um, where people would rent out like these really old homes by the college. And like it would just be drafty and cold. Well, if you uh, use something like an electric blanket or a small space heater, um, you'll you'll find that it, you'll save money and utility costs. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I wanted to add, and there's actually a YouTube channel, um, that, and I'll actually put these links down below. There's two things I wanted to mention real quick in terms of like heating and cooling yourself and like trying to save money on utilities is space heaters like the larger the space heater does not mean the more efficient or effective it is at heating a room mm -hmm. um and that has to do with with the uh how much energy a space heater can actually put out now there's different methods of heating that can work better for like retaining heat like some oil can like like the oil filled space heaters can be a little bit better for like radiating heat over time but like if you have like a space heater that's you know like so long as opposed to one that's like a little desk one the the efficiency really is pretty negligible just mm -hmm. because of how much heat they can actually push out um the other thing is if uh the other big thing is um portable air conditioners i don't know if you guys have seen these where it's mm -hmm. basically like a giant box with a tube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are also pretty inefficient. If you guys, if uh, you're in a situation where you can't put a window AC in, then you're kind of screwed. But if you can put a window AC in, what happens is that the, the way an, an air conditioner basically works is it like, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the physics, but it expels hot air out the back. And so yeah, like, it, it, like um, nothing's 100% efficient. So it has yeah. the, the lost efficiency has to go somewhere and it turns into heat. And yeah. you basically just you have a heater that's expelling cold air. Yeah. <laughs> and so the portal, yeah, the portable air conditioners are are really bad in terms of like the heat has nowhere to go except really out the back of the machine. And yeah, you can put it up against like you can put like the hose out, but you still have some of that heat that's, you know, still there it's it's less efficient than a window unit mm -hmm. so those are just like some things i wanted to like this is some way to save some money on on uh on your utilities bills um other than that i don't really have much else in terms of actual tips um i do see uh someone saying uh libraries instead of renting buying movies and books which is actually a really good um a really good tip a lot of Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, I just thought of one. Um, if you guys are students, um, I don't know about in these states, but in Canada, um, a lot of internet uh, internet companies will give you sick deals if you're a student mm -hmm. for like a third of the price. So you can get internet 150 for like 40 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Like that is a crazy good deal, um, yeah. especially here. Like normally it's uh it's like 85 or 90 dollars a month. Mm -hmm. 
Um, like right now I'm paying, I'm paying 120 bucks a month for my internet. So yeah, I'm paying, I'm paying $60 a month for my, for my plan. $70 a month, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, no, that's actually really awesome. I didn't realize, and I, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I ever saw anything. So um, always look for student plans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, one thing that's, uh, really good is, um, talk to your, like if you talk to your uh, your manager or like your HR person to see if you have any uh, discount benefits. Um, me and my sister, uh, so my, my family isn't happy with our wireless carrier, but me and my sister, first off, if we swap wireless carriers, I am out $800 out of pocket for my device. I'm still paying the device off. Um, my sister needs... <laughs> my sister needs uh, to be able to use her phone as a wireless access point uh, for work. And so me and my sister were talking um, and she said, well, my job actually has a 22% off discount for our carrier. Uh, and we've been talking about going on our own separate plan, me and her, um, which I think I did the math. I did like the really rough math and found that like between the two of us with her 22% discount, right? So the, the basic plan, the most basic plan for two lines for this wireless uh, provider with her 22% discount would be $13 and 20 something cents off, which would bring the bill down to $47 divided by two people is $23 and 50 cents, just about, um, plus my $30 charge for, uh, paying off the device. Um, so that that's something to also talk about. Like if you have like a job, some, some corporations form partnerships, uh, like that. So that's actually something like talk to your employer and see if you have any, uh, discount benefits available to you. Um, I just saw Green Elite uh, mm -hmm. post something in the chat there. Uh, instead of buying soda, buy the generic version of meal water. So, like, if you guys ever see those commercials, yo, squirt some. Um, <laughs> basically, basically, the generic brand, which is cheaper because meals are like $4 a, a thing. At yeah. least here they are. And uh, if you get the generic brand, like, that's awesome because you're, you're drinking more water, first of all. Um, mm -hmm. maybe don't drink only that because you get, you know, you get a lot of aspartame with that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. cause I'm fairly certain it is sugar free. Um, but yeah, like just simple things like that. So instead of buying cans of soda where you have to pay the, you have to pay the deposit fee or at least mm -hmm. here you do. Um, Depends on the States here, my state, I have a deposit fee. Yeah. So like here, like if, a, if you buy a $4 case of pop, um, sorry, soda, <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh it's more like 550 because of mm -hmm. the deposit fee so <laughs> don't worry if spec was here she'd correct you and say coke uh <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> uh yeah no i i actually do have one of those i keep one at my desk um so my my job offers free coffee so i usually like have two coffees uh in the morning and then right around lunch i swap to uh i think i had i bought the um walmart generic for like three dollars maybe mm -hmm. three dollars american um and they last you quite a while uh they last i think i go through one maybe once a month and a half i think okay. it's yeah and i don't use that much but i use it really to get like a base flavor um so that it just says so i don't feel like That's i'm really drinking watered water. down gatorade taste exactly exactly um so that's a really that's a really good tip as well. Um, oh, here's one. Uh, 
doing at, well first off if you're a student check and see if you have to pay for your school's gym or not i was an idiot and i never utilized the the uh workout equipment at my school they actually had two locations they had one it was called the wrc uh, the wellness and recreation center it had a pool it had a rock wall it had all the exercise equipment you wanted and a track um, and multiple basketball courts. There's another one that was smaller that just had a couple of ellipticals, a couple uh, stationary bikes, a couple treadmills and stuff like that. Um, and, and I never used it. But doing at-home workouts from YouTube has been working out pretty splendidly for me. Um, I've been feeling a little bit better, getting like some you know blood flowing through my muscles and stuff like that. Uh, staying in shape is important. Don't say fuck it and go play three hours of csgo spend at least half an hour of doing some sort of vigorous vigorous ex exercise that is the minimum you can do um so yeah any i'm looking at the clock guys uh any other tips that you have that you want to get out that covers it for me um uh, i think i'm i think i'm good i think i i, I mean i mean more like i'm out of ideas Mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of deal yeah awesome well uh guys those are our back to school tips for you if you guys are going out on your own for the first time if you're going to college if um money is tight and you're still in high school you know your parents are starting to make you pay for your own stuff those are some ideas that you guys can use to uh hard learned lessons from us uh <laughs> who are you know just a few years outside of what you guys are experiencing right now um so we hope we served you guys well in that aspect. Um, let's go on ahead and close out the show worldly. Tell all the fantastic people where they can find you and what they're going to get uh, when they get there. Uh, all right, guys. Well, you guys can find me on twitch.tv slash worldly with two Ys. It's shouted out there in the chat. Thank you, Danny. Um, I also have an Instagram and a Twitter. My Instagram is uh, worldlyofficial. Um, I will actually post links and my Twitter is worldly one, um, which is kind of uh, just, you know, I kind of got unlucky with that one. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, guys, I will be streaming tonight in an hour and a half um, myself. So and I'll be playing a game called Dust Elysian Tale. Uh, I stream a lot of other games like Destiny 2 and uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is uh, mm -hmm. some of my main ones right now. Well, actually, Breath of the Wild was one of my previous ones, but uh, we'll be getting back into it when I get my Switch on the way here, um, in which I do a one-handed playthrough of it. So be sure to check that out. Drop a follow. Right on. <laughs> Go check out his stuff. Ren, what's coming up with you? So for this week, I'm going to... Well, actually, yesterday, I actually started my first day of doing the Borderlands 2 Randomizer run, which is an adventure and a half. It went from going great to miserably back to great. So it's been it's been an adventure on that boat. I'm going to be doing that for the rest of the week. And then next week, I might actually be taking a vacation. I'm not sure yet. I definitely need to figure that one out. But yeah, been having a blast with uh, Borderlands, though. Feel free to stop in twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because turns out I got the last uh, the last alphabetical uh, letter. So get wrecked worldly. <laughs> and I got two Z's instead of two Y's. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can find me at Twitch. World Z. <laughs> <laughs> both of you guys spell your name dumb um unlike danny k you know you guys' names is dumb 
uh coming up on my channel it'll be um so i hit 400 followers thank you everyone that uh has been supporting me and coming and following and doing all the wonderful uh stuff with me this week to celebrate that we'll be doing a bit of a uh deceit community night i have uh green elite uh tommy biggs nemi and a few other people who are going to be joining me uh in lying to each other um let's see otherwise i have my twitch rebrand project still going uh hopefully i'll finish up with that and i'll probably be playing some insurgency sandstorm um for all of that good shit there's a couple of games i have a couple of games written down that i'm gonna uh, kind of get on the list to try out um other than that guys i we appreciate all of you for listening to the podcast um if you guys are on uh the twitch stream right now please go on ahead and give a follow to uh all the wonderful folks uh, that appear on our show including worldly go make sure you uh give love to mr randy shions um if you guys are on youtube please subscribe ring that bell um if you guys are on any of the podcast platforms spotify um apple pod and google pod all those places um, please give us a rating and a review if you like what you heard. Let us know what you didn't like, and uh, it really helps out the show. Also, be sure to tell a friend. Anything else, guys? Anything that I left out? Let's do it for me. No, I think that's good, man. All Thanks right. for having me. I really yeah, dude, thank you for being on. It's been fun. Thank you very much. my very first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you very much. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, before the show ended, I wanted to tell you guys about another podcast. Go check out Games My Mom Found. It's a show about retro gaming, friendship, and goofs. Find them everywhere podcasts are found. Link will be down below in the description.